This episode contains material that might be triggering for some. If you need to stop the podcast at any time to take care of yourself, please do so. If you need support, you can call the 24-7 National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Dialectical Behavior Therapy was created in the 1980s by Marsha Linehan in Seattle, Washington. Today, DBT is taught all over the world. We're two therapists who believe everyone can benefit from DBT skills. I'm Kate. I'm Michelle. And this is DBT and Me. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so we are going to do an episode today all about self-validation and self-respect. Because who couldn't use it. more of that? Right? Yes. Who couldn't use more of that? Right? Because this really relates even though right this is self-validation and self-respect and we're in the interpersonal effectiveness module which is all about communicating with other people when we are able to validate ourselves and respect ourselves it impacts our communication in a positive way i would say absolutely (laughs) and thinking back on some of the skills we've talked about of thinking about give where validating others is a big part of give and fast which is all about like maintaining our self-respect and setting boundaries and all of that some of the strategies that we're going to talk about today can really help when you are trying to practice fast or when you're needing some validation yourself you can give it to you which is exciting um so also before we dive in quick caveat (laughs) (laughs) you guys know this by now kate and i can talk a lot we're really good at it um but Kate today has to be off by a certain time. Yes, I have an appointment. So, I was going to say, so you could go to therapy. It's true. That's yes. what you're doing. Yes, I am seeing my therapist today. <laughs> she has therapy after this. And I have therapy, actually, after this, too, just later, later in the day. <laughs> um, so if by the end Kate has to go, I'm just going to finish this out on my own, and I'm going to do the closing moment myself. Yes. So we're going we'll to try if we can not do it in to time. blather but, <laughs> quite as yeah. much today. We're going to try. We'll see how we do. Okay, Kate, you get to start. Oh, all right. So um, I think Michelle was talking about this all being about self-validation, self-respect. So basically, we're just going to go through. There's a handout that DBT has that has basically some strategies you can use to help increase your self-respect and help increase your both frequency of and ability to validate yourself. So that's basically what each of these things are. So the first strategy they list is check all the facts to see if my responses are valid or invalid. Um, I think that this, because it's possible that you'll come up that some of your responses were invalid. It can seem like a weird thing to be using to validate yourself, but really it's about building self-respect by being honest with yourself is how I see this. Um, Because even if you, it takes it takes strength and respect to be able to look at yourself honestly and be like, well, that was not the most valid of responses in that moment, right? And you can learn from that, right? So don't, I see this as, as like, don't shy away from looking at things honestly, even if maybe you didn't behave in the way you'd most 
have wanted to, because that's how you learn and grow. And being able to face yourself honestly is a huge part of building self-respect. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think with that one too, sometimes other people in our lives can say that what we're saying or how we're feeling is invalid. Yep. And we can just take that at face value and be like, oh, I must be wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, something like that. And then when you check the facts, <laughs> check the facts can actually help you see that no, wait, like <laughs> I, I was right or I wasn't wrong like they thought I was or whatever it may be. If, you know, you just kind of take people's responses at face value, you may miss times when you are actually being valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the next one says to check it out with someone you can trust to validate the valid. So... If you have, we've talked about this idea a few times of a trusted other, somebody who is a close family member or close friend, somebody who is really supportive of you and not someone who's necessarily going to sugarcoat things for you or tell you what you want to hear, (laughs) (laughs) but somebody, you know, we also, I feel like can have those like devil's advocate kinds of friends that will always tell you when you're wrong. Not them. And yeah, and finding somebody in the middle, not somebody who's going to coddle you, not somebody who's always going to point out your flaws, but somebody who's just really going to shoot straight with you. Um, when you're on track, when you're getting off track, they're going to tell you what it is. And to basically check in with them to say, hey, this is what's going on with this situation. This is how I handled it. Like, you know, I, I think I did a pretty okay job. Like, how do, how did I do? <laughs> or whatever it is. And just see if they can really give you a good sense of, you know, when you had a time when you were on track. Even if you got a horrible response from somebody else, maybe that horrible response had nothing to do with you. And they can really emphasize that for you. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Also, you're a trusted other for me, Michelle. You're one of my trusted others, too. Yay. All right. Next one. So acknowledge when your responses didn't make sense and were not valid. I think that ties in really a lot with the first one that I was talking about. Yep. Yeah. Which is, it's, I don't know how to to phrase that. The only thing I would add to what I said before was, or is, (laughs) um, you can validate your own ability to see when you're we're being invalid right like does that make sense like it's it's like good job me i'm willing to look at myself honestly like not only does that honesty Mm -hmm. help you build your self-respect but it can be something praiseworthy in and of itself uh is to be yeah willing to look at yourself that openly yeah a lot of people can't do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) that takes real strength yeah Uh, This one says, work to change invalid thinking, comments, or actions. And then in parentheses, it says, stop blaming. So I think it's one of those things where, like, when we recognize that we were getting off base with our perceptions of something, with how we were responding, whatever it is, we did something that maybe wasn't truly in alignment with reality, (laughs) or we just did something that later on we regret or whatever it is. I think it's really important to, yeah, to stop blaming in those situations. We can turn to blaming other people. We can turn to blaming ourselves. (laughs) We can just get really 
hard on ourselves and try to find all the reasons for like how we messed up and why and all of this and that you also blame environmental factors yeah blaming the environment it can be all sorts of things and i think rather than spending all of our time being like well this is what was wrong or that was what was wrong or this influenced me that way or whatever it is we can spend too much time in that rabbit hole <laughs> on occasion to where we're just finding the causes of what went wrong rather than trying to find solutions for what to do next time. And I think that's what it's getting at is instead of focusing on the causes and blaming that, we can just work to say, okay, how can I think about this next time? How do I want to behave differently in the future? Um, and that can feel better than blaming ourselves or other things or people. <laughs> when something goes wrong <laughs> yeah yeah and it's more productive yeah absolutely um all right what's the next one? Ooh, drop judgmental self-statements oh i'm so glad this one fell on me yeah <laughs> awesome stop one. being a dick <laughs> to yourself yep. uh because yeah nothing i don't know when you are being like full of judgmental self-statements, basically you are being the bully and the bullied and neither one of those feel good. So both of those erode self-validation and self-esteem and self-worth and self-respect and all of those things. So um, it sort of is a double whammy against what you're trying to build up there. So, and it's not perfect. No one's perfect. Um, but just working towards it, working towards eliminating um, or dropping our judgmental self-statements. It also talks about practicing opposite action. Um, which is, yeah, instead of just sitting there, I think this falls really well in with what you're talking about, Michelle, with blaming, right? Instead of sitting there mm -hmm. just talking about, I suck so hard for this, being like, all right, well, let me just look at my behavior and see if I can't behave in a way that gets me, you know, moves me in the direction I want to go, rather than yep. just sitting here and wallowing in self-hatred. Yeah. Yep, totally. I also think mindfulness can be really helpful with that, too. Oh, absolutely. Because mindfulness is all about, right, observing and noticing so we can observe and notice our self-talk and then make an effort to make it non-judgmental, which is also part of mindfulness. <laughs> so um, I really like this one. Um, to remind yourself that all behavior is cause and that you're doing your best. I feel like this really relates to actually the one I just talked about, <laughs> which is like, yes, all behavior does have a cause. And it can be important to see that, connect those dots. That can be really important. Um, and to also not get too stuck there once you figure out what caused your the behavior in that moment what influenced the choice that you made then to remind yourself that you were doing the best that you could in that moment given the circumstances and to try to give yourself a pass a little bit um you know maybe you would have made a completely different decision if the circumstances had been different but we're all just trying to make the best choices we can at any given moment in time and so that's an important thing to really remind yourself that can feel hugely validating to be reminded that you're doing your best yeah well, and, and being doing your best doesn't mean you don't fuck up right so there is a place yep. wherein you are holding yourself accountable for the consequences of your actions without and if we see the one I was just talking about, have being full of judgmental self-statements, right? Yeah. It's possible to both be like, I don't know, basically, I fucked up. I was definitely doing the best I could given the situation and all the things that led up to my behavior. And mm -hmm. also, I now need to I don't know, make amends or do something, you know, because of the consequences of what I did, right? We can yep, have all exactly. of these things, right? Like, I was doing the best and I fucked up and those don't have to contradict each other. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, very good point. Dialectics. Woo! Yay. All right. 
What's the next one? Ah, be compassionate towards yourself and practice self-soothing. Um, I don't know. Every time I talk about self-soothing, I just want to be like, oh, like this makes you feel melty, but in a good way. Yeah. All right. Self-compassion. Yes. Um, I don't know how many times I don't know. We, someday if we had the patience, we ought to listen to all of our, I don't know, podcasts and okay. I don't want to encourage drinking. Do something where we, every time we say certain things, cause I know both of us have our own little basically oh, catchphrases. Oh, drinking game yeah, for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So every time I said something like, don't shoot on yourself or stop being a dick to yourself or something like, oh dear God. Um, anyway, it's oh, very but, good. Like self-compassion is so important. I, I don't know how many times, that's, this is what I was thinking. I don't know how many times I have said it or I'm going to say it before we're done, but dumb, done, but uh, we all fuck up. It's just, it's not avoidable. It's just not. You're going to fuck up. And so if you choose to not be compassionate with yourself just because you made a mistake, that's not going to go well for your health and well-being or your self-validation or self-respect. Because the, the fucking up is unavoidable. The compassion is unfortunately optional. <laughs> so uh, since you can choose to be self-compassionate or you can choose to be a dick to yourself, I'm guessing you, or I'm betting you can guess which one we're going to come down on this side of choosing. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there's going to be situations where you need to be compassionate with yourself. And also, um, not to go into an entire eight-week course uh, in a 15-second comment, but um, being compassionate with yourself doesn't make you more likely to fuck up, doesn't make you slack, doesn't make you, I don't know, give up on trying. It actually makes you more likely to try, more likely to, you know, do better next time. It's actually very rewarding and effective for increasing behavior you want in yourself. So. Yep. And the other thing about self-soothing, too, is that self-soothing is a bottom-up process. So, because we're self-soothing with our five senses. And that can create feelings of compassion. Mm -hmm. So if you're having a really hard time changing your self-talk, like changing it cognitively within your brain to be kinder to yourself, you can at least treat yourself with kindness by self-soothing and then changes in the way you think about yourself. Yep. We think, we think better about people we're treating nicely and that includes ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think it's called yep. the Ben Franklin effect. Oh, like if you, want to, if you want to like someone, do nice things for them. Huh. You will start I've, to like them more. <laughs> I get what you're getting at, but I've never heard the term for it. That's really interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yep. Wait. You can do you it next. to yourself. It's you next. Yep, it's my turn. Um, admit that it hurts to be invalidated by others, even if they are right. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and sometimes are, at least for me, sometimes the way that I'll talk to myself in those moments, which doesn't really help, is I'll try to be like, well, Michelle, you know they're right. Like, they're right. So... Even get if it's over hard to it, hear. Right? Yeah, get over it. Like, you have no right to be upset because what they're saying is Accurate. correct. Accurate, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'll just try to tell myself, yeah, to just not be upset about it. And it doesn't really work. <laughs> I still feel upset. And then sometimes I feel even more upset because I'm not able to stop myself from being upset. Anyways. Well, I also think it's actually spiral. hurts more when their <laughs> invalidation is correct. <laughs> You don't even have a, well, they're wrong about me to fall back on. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, they're right. Yeah, like, I do have that flaw, or I did mess that up, or yep. whatever it is. So, excuse me. So, yeah, it, it's okay to experience 
an emotional pain. reaction yeah. <laughs> when someone said something to you that's hard to hear. That's natural. Um, again, what we do with that down the line is up to us, but it's normal to have that initial response and to not try to prevent yourself from having that initial response of being hurt. You know? Yeah, I like it. My turn. Okay, your turn. My turn. Um, so I like this because this is exactly the opposite of an earlier one. And I like that because dialectics, right? So acknowledge when my reactions make sense and are valid in a situation. Um, we were talking earlier about acknowledging when they don't. But I don't know. You tell me if you see this as much in your clients as I have seen in mine and in myself, uh, Michelle. But people are on average, I think, not, not all the time, but a lot of people are way more willing to admit their faults than their successes, right? People are willing to take responsibility for everything that goes wrong in their life. But when something goes right, they're like, oh, it was just luck or it was, you know, someone else did this thing or it was just the circumstance or it was right. Like they're, they're much better at beating up on themselves than they are at, at the praise, at the validation, at admitting when they did well. Right. So um, as much as it's important and takes a lot of internal strength to be able to honestly and without being a dick, admit when, when you've done something invalid or inappropriate or whatever, I can also take a surprising amount of strength to be able to be like, you know what? I was right. That was, that was the appropriate response. That was the, that was, that was a valid way I, to handle I did, that. I did a good job. I did a good or, job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my, my, you know, especially if, I don't know, if you've had a lot of your emotions invalidated through your life to also, you know, like validate your own emotional response. Like, you know what? Being hurt made sense there. Yep. It did. <laughs> yeah. And um, I do see that a lot with my clients. And it really seems that a big factor in that is because we're told in society that if you are basically giving yourself a pat on the back, telling yourself you did a good job, all of this, that that's cocky, that's arrogant, arrogant you know, whatever it is. Self-centered. Like, really, yeah. It, it, it gets a bad rap if you do pause and go... I did a good job. Yeah. I make my clients <laughs> well, do that. I was it's so right. awkward. I'm like, hey, I want you to brag to me. It makes them so uncomfortable. It's hilarious. Yeah. We're really <laughs> taught to not do that. We're taught that it's better to be humble or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I think it is really important. And I'm of, I'm of the belief that we are not ever valid all the time. And we are not ever invalid all the time either when we're moving through life and again doing things and whatever whatever it is like sometimes we do things that again are off base and off track <laughs> and sometimes we do things that are spot on for the situation at hand um with how we choose to handle it and how we act so sometimes it's again it's that moment like you were saying of like oh i fucked up there <laughs> and then other times it's like no like i didn't I, I did a good job. Like we have yep. both and it's really important to acknowledge both. Absolutely. Yep. All right. I think this is mine. Yeah. Um, remember that being invalidated, even when my response is actually valid is rarely a complete catastrophe. So when you are, I don't know, I have this sometimes with people where I, I I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm right. No, no, and they will tell me all day wrong. Nope, that's not it. That's not right. And I'm like, it is. And I know I'm right. And they're telling me I'm not right or whatever it is. 
Um, so they're invalidating me, and I'm pretty confident I am correct or whatever. Um, or I'm saying I did a good job, and maybe they're saying, no, you didn't, or whatever it is, <laughs> right? We're on different pages here. Um, and is that a complete catastrophe? No. No. I mean, I mean, it isn't. Uh, facts are still facts. <laughs> we can be on different pages about what's going on, and that doesn't change what's actually happening. Um, and I think it's something, too, where there's a lot of things that are, I don't know, in life that are subjective. And just because I'm feeling one way about it and someone else is feeling another way doesn't make either of us right or wrong. So even if that person wants to invalidate my point of view or the way that I'm feeling about things and tell me that I'm not supposed to be feeling that way or what have you, um, that doesn't mean, I, how have you put it before, Kate, that they are the arbiter of reality? Yes. I think is how you phrase this sometimes. Arbiter of truth, like, yeah, arbiter of reality, same idea. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, okay, they have a different opinion than me. We see it two different ways. That doesn't mean that my way is wrong. Yep. I also think that this is a good place for that saying that I think both of us have used a couple of times of how someone treats me says more about them than, I does, than it does about me. Oh, yeah. I absolutely think it fits Right? There. It's just like, all right, I... Yep, they're invalidating me. Doesn't that doesn't have yeah, that doesn't have to weaken Ooh, like uh with fast, uh your values. Um mm -hmm. right? You can still hold on to them. You can know you're you can know you're right. <laughs> you can know you were valid, no matter what other people are saying, right? They don't get to yeah. as Michelle said, are you know, be the arbiters of reality. And if they decide to be that way to you, it says more about them than about you anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Let's see. Describe my experiences and actions in a supportive environment. I think I get this. Tell me if you interpret this a different way, Michelle. I think okay. this is sort of like that trusted other, only maybe in a broader sense. So this could be to one person or this could be in like a support group, like a literal group of mm -hmm. people, but just, uh, on an online forum that you know you're supported. Right? It, it could be in a lot of different things, but I think this is just basically... If you know it's a supportive environment, this is a place where you can describe how you acted in order to have that external validation bolster your own internal validation. I completely agree with that. The example that came to mind for me is that um, I have a client who struggles with chronic pain. Yeah. And basically her family members more or less tell her, suck it up, uh, you know, yeah. do these things, whatever. And my client really struggles with that. And so then she gets to come to therapy, yep. <laughs> right, and be validated by me. Yep. Where I'm going to say, you are doing your best. You know, you are trying. If she's telling me, oh, Michelle, I'm having a really bad pain day, to, pain day today, <laughs> I don't tell her, ah, oh, it's probably not that bad. You're fine. You know, <laughs> I sit there and I was like, oh, that's so rough. You know, yeah. like, and she gets to feel validated by my support at where she's not getting that from her family. I think that's what therapy is for a lot of people. Yeah. We're <laughs> ideally we're a supportive environment, but I think it can also ideally. be yeah, yep. bigger other spaces too. But yeah, so describe your, describe what happened, describe what you did, describe what's going on mm -hmm. in a place where you know you're going to be supported. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so this one is, I think it's really important. Um, grieve traumatic invalidation in your life and the harm it has caused. And it used the term trauma here, traumatic invalidation. Mm -hmm. And I can almost bet that for nearly all of us, there is something that someone said to us at some point in time, even if it was 
years and years and years ago, and mm-hmm. we remember. <laughs> it stuck with us. Something about what they said is rooted. <laughs> um, and even if we don't think about it all the time, it may crop up every once in a while. So that is trauma because that is sticking with you for some reason or another. And that it's really important to look to look at that. Um, and I think using the word grieve here also mm-hmm. <laughs> really makes a lot of sense is to look at, you know, how has my life been different because of the invalidating experiences that I've had? Some people thankfully grow up in a pretty supportive household, pretty supportive family. Some people have the entirely opposite experience and were invalidated every single day of their childhood by nearly everyone around them. <laughs> Kate, are you waving your hand? Yes. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. And, and, and that is a sad thing that like it's okay to look at those experiences and to go wow (laughs) like that's really shaped me even later sad i I was actually hilariously and i know this is me going against the us trying to get through this quickly but i also don't think we're gonna get through in three minutes anyway so (laughs) (laughs) um no even just yesterday i was actually in the car talking with my husband who hilariously he and i went to the same high school that we did not meet we did not know each other in high school i didn't know that yep but we went to the same high school and we had wildly different experiences. Um, I was enormously bullied. And what I was talking with him about yesterday was the fact that I was also harassed and, well, somewhere between harassed and ignored by the administrative staff and the teachers. Um, Like I had teachers lose my homework and tell me I never turned it in so they could flunk me. And I also had people who would, you know, if I went to them with the bullying and harassment, physical and sexual that I was getting at the school, they would basically be like, Oh, why don't you just try and be friends? Right? Like there's no one who hurt me ever got in trouble. And I was talking with him about that yesterday. And I, I don't know, I'd never really probably, you know, turns out that even as a therapist and someone being in therapy for a long time, you still figure shit out later in life. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't realize how much of an impact that had on me. But what those teachers really taught me was that nobody cares. Like I'm alone and my perspective doesn't matter. Like, the people who are supposed to support me and protect me aren't going to, right? And so, like, that, I think, that to me is a traumatic invalidation from my past. Yep. I'm like, hey, look, these people are harming me. And they're like, that's nice. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Thanks. Right? Mm-hmm. So, that sort of thing sticks with us, right? These are these lay down. Oh, hey. Wrap it back up in DBT. This is where some of our myths come from. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> it's very true. Yes. Yeah. We have myths for all, the, I think, maybe literally all the different. No, mindfulness, I guess, doesn't have its own myths, but all the other. Mindfulness think, and distress tolerance. Doesn't either? Oh, okay. Just emotion mm-hmm. regulation. And either way, there's a lot of myths we carry around. And I would say that traumatic invalidation births an awful lot of them. <laughs> yep. For us personally. So that's just my thought there. Like, I'm not worthy of being listened to. Yep. Yep. I have nothing important to say or whatever. Yep, yep, yep. Last one. It's mine, I think. Last one. Practice radical acceptance of the invalidating person or people in your life. Um, (laughs) that's hard. (laughs) Yeah. Um, hopefully. 
actually, if you're listening to us here, you've also listened to our Radical Acceptance episodes. So you have a better idea of what that is. Um, so you know that saying radically accepting the invalidating people in your life doesn't mean liking that they invalidate you, thinking it's okay that they invalidate you, um, approving of the fact that they invalidate you. It's just going, all right, that person is who they are. And yeah. I just need to accept that reality. This is who this person is. This is how they behave. Now, after that, you can make all sorts of different decisions, right? Depending on who that person is in your life, what role they play, whether you have to have them in your life or whatever, right? There's mm -hmm. all sorts of ways you can move after having that radical acceptance, but not, no decision you make is going to be uh, correct. I don't want to say that. Like, I don't know. If you're not working from knowing who they are and accepting who they are, you have, you run the risk of making a poor decision, run a higher risk of making a poor decision because you're not facing reality before making your decision. So yeah. uh, as hard as it is, it's really important to acknowledge like, all right, I'm just never, I'm just not going to get validation from this person. This isn't a, this isn't a source for that in my life. Now there's all sorts of things that can mean, but bare minimum, this is not that supportive environment. This is not that trusted other. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> That's not what this person is. And just accepting that and then moving forward into how you want to respond to that truth. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say is that once you do maybe practice some radical acceptance around, I'm not going to get validation from this person. And that can be really hard, especially if it's like a parent. Yep. You know, that could be really difficult. Um, but to say, I'm not going to get validation from this person, then frees you up to figure out where you can go and get it from. But first you have to accept you're not going to get it there. Yep. And then you can find <laughs> s somewhere else somewhere to get else. it from. Yes. Rather than continuing to try to get it there. <laughs> yeah, don't keep from beating your head against that wall necessarily. Well, yeah, Michelle, exactly. I have to go. I know. We were so close. We did pretty we good. We did pretty good. We did. Um, we got through the whole list. We got through the whole damn list. Um, it's so funny. I feel like I'm handing my my baby to someone else to babysit for the first time uh do 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 a good I've closing, closing moments, moments in groups no i know before, i'm yes, teasing this is the first time on the podcast i'm totally I'm teasing one. i trust michelle implicitly i would definitely hand my infant over to her if i had one <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're full of validation today for me kate saying i'm interested other you trust me with your baby I do. Um, but anyway, it's been great, y'all. Seems weird to be signing off in the middle. I'm sure Michelle will give you lovely homework. And, um, oh, here. I do feel like I have time to do this. I will take this off your plate, even though it's okay, a little early. Awkward self-promotion time. So, do it. Um, first of all, thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us through Patreon, which is patreon.com dbt and me. Uh, shout out this week to Rob and Dina. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Right, Dina? Dina? D-E-N-A. I think Dana? it's Dina. Dana? Dina? Anyway, you are awesome. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. We think you're great. Awesome. So thank, thank you. you. <laughs> if you want to head on over and support us, you can choose a 2 or $5 option. Either way, you get a shout out on the podcast. And if you do the $5 a month, you also get an awesome, basically, journal workbook type thing that we've created specifically for that. Um, also, please feel free to check out our Etsy page. Just go to Etsy and search for DBT and me. Um, always, always, always email us all the things um, at... I always hate, hate saying at at the beginning of an email address because there's, there's an at in the middle. <laughs> it's all confusing. Uh, DBT and me podcast at gmail.com and... Dot com and... Dot com 
and <laughs> please uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. I think you got through it really nicely. Other than And very me. efficiently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great rest of your day. Michelle, have a great rest of the episode. And I will see y'all next week. Okay. Awesome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, you guys. So for homework, we are going to be posting that list. I think it's 13 things. We're going to be posting that list in the Facebook group. So basically your homework is to go over to the Facebook group. If you haven't already, please join. Um, and to pick one of those strategies that we talked about. Maybe you can bring one to mind already that we read out that really hit home for you. Um, but to try to practice one of those strategies this week to increase your feeling of respecting yourself and validating yourself, it's really important because as Kate and I both talked about today, you know, nobody's, nobody is perfect. We all fuck up sometimes. Um, and sometimes even when we really fuck up, that's when we need to be kind to ourselves and treat ourselves with compassion and self-respect despite the fuck up. So pick one of those to practice and see how it feels. If you have if it helps you feel a little kinder to yourself, that's the goal. Um, and since Kate already did the self-promotion stuff, we're just going to move right into closing moment that you guys get with me today. Um, so this is a closing moment that Kate and I talked about at the beginning before we started recording. Um, so I'm just going to encourage you guys, like she typically does, to just get settled and comfortable wherever you are. Closing your eyes if that feels good and natural for you or just softening your gaze. And like usual, just starting by noticing your breath. Letting your breath just flow in and out of your body at its own natural rhythm and pace. feeling yourself just become more and more present with each breath you take as we start this closing moment today. And I'm going to encourage you to imagine standing before you your child self. Just letting an image of you come to mind from when you were younger. Doesn't matter really what age you are, whether you're very young, like a toddler or older, like a teenager. Any age is perfectly okay just let an image of you form in front of you from when you were young. Maybe just take a notice, a moment to notice what age this younger self is. Just look at him or her in front of you.
noticing what they're wearing, maybe what their general emotional state is. And as you continue to look at them, perhaps start to think about a moment in time when this younger you was invalidated by someone. Maybe yelled at by a parent or punished unfairly. Maybe bullied at school by some friends made fun of. Maybe a time where your younger self really tried to get somebody to listen and they weren't given the attention that they were looking for. Whatever it may be, just let an example of invalidation come to mind that your younger self experienced. And after you've given yourself some time to think of that example, start to interact with your younger self before you. Maybe this means you kneel down and you get on their level if they're shorter than you. Maybe you give them a hug or you let them crawl up into your lap and sit there just holding and rocking them. Whatever it is, now is the time to really validate your younger self to give them some physical comfort and love and to also maybe tell them exactly what they needed to hear at that time in their life. Whether that's hearing that they are perfect just the way they are, hearing that they didn't do anything wrong that they didn't deserve that kind of treatment. Whatever it is, give yourself a moment to speak to your younger self, letting them know exactly what they wanna hear and giving them some love. And when that feels complete, you can tell your younger self goodbye for now in some way. Whether that's a hug goodbye or whatever it may look like, just tell them you'll see them later. because you can always come back to this moment to spend some time with them the next time you feel invalidated by someone 
or think of an emotional wound that you have from your past. You can give yourself the validation that you needed. And now when that's wrapped up, start to move your body a little bit, whether that's wiggling your toes or rolling your neck or your wrists. Just starting to bring yourself back to the room. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. All right, from Kate and I, thank you everyone for being here. We'll see you next time. To learn more about us and the DBT skills we're teaching each week, join our Facebook group. Simply log in to your Facebook profile and search for DBT and Me Podcast.